1: Welcome to The Jennifer LeClaire Show. I'm interviewing some awesome guests and sharing personal insights along the way to stir your faith. Hope you enjoy it. It is so good to be back with you today. We're gonna talk about a subject that I love talking about, defeating the devil uh, overcoming yeah. demonic torment it's gonna to be so much fun I want you to take a moment now as you come on share this broadcast with everybody that you know that has deep demons I know that you've got cousins sisters some of you have husbands oh did I say that some of you have family members that are just demonized share this with them let them know Jesus sets the captives free we want to destroy the works of of Satan. We want to to just dive deep tonight and share some keys on blasting through the enemy's plans. You know, I talk a lot about deliverance. We just wrapped up a a week two weeks ago our mass deliverance service you can find that on ahop.tv we did our deliverance ministry training many of you know that I'm uh, part of the international society of deliverance ministers and so we did a deliverance training which you can find on ahopu.org but deliverance casting out demons these things are controversial in the body of Christ you know we see a lot of preachers a lot of pastors are afraid to confront uh, the works of darkness. But the Bible says that Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil, the works of darkness. Amen. And so we're going to have a great time here today uh, with a controversial time. I don't know why it's so controversial. Sometimes I think people who are scared of casting out devils, they might have a few devils. Amen. So share this get on board invite your followers let them know hey there's freedom in the house it's time uh, to set the captives free so I want to introduce to you uh, a friend of mine an author uh, who you probably know if you haven't uh, heard of her or followed her ministry yet you'll get a good taste of it today Uh, she's just written a new book called discerning and destroying of the works of darkness kathy degraw she's here with me i want to uh give her just a moment at, for her to uh, uh uh sort of introduce herself a little at a little greater depth and then we'll get right into the broadcast and teach you some things that you need to know
0: awesome thank you jennifer for having me i'm just privileged and i'm passionate about sharing this subject because i feel like there's so many people out there that need to learn how to set the captives free before they can uh, uh go on into ministry. They need to be set free themselves. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times that we don't see the own bondage that we're in and we're blinded to a lot of things. So I'm very passionate about just exposing this, but also equipping the believer of how do I do this? Because I believe the more deliverance ministries we have, the more people that are equipped the more people that are gonna be set free. And so I've gone throughout the United States and London and just equipped ministries, how to do this. I put what I learned in this book, the Holy Spirit just really wrote this book and instructed me the ministry of deliverance that he wanted me to have. And I have some other books on deliverance also, but I'm very excited about this new release, discerning and destroying the works of Satan to really empower the believer to set themselves
1: free amen 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 it's good we we need the, we need deliverance back in the church we need yes. the, the teaching the training back you know Jesus said the first thing he said you know is in my the first thing he said in the Great commission you know cast out devils you know yes. he didn't say speak with other tongues first He didn't say heal the sick first he said cast out devils That's first. right and so that tells you the importance you know Jesus cast out devils everywhere he went he had the nerve to cast a demon out of a uh, a man in the synagogue. So this was a god-fearing, church-loving, you know, uh, a person yes. that that had demons that needed deliverance that was uh, oppressed uh, by the works of darkness. So uh, I'm excited about today's uh, broadcast. Everybody share, 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 comment, 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 like, like, like. And we're going to dive into this, but uh let's talk about some of the key signs of of demonic torment. I've written a whole book on this. We can't possibly share Everything in the book, but but what are some of the the, the telltale signs that someone is just being uh, tormented by the devil? Some people think things are a mental illness. When I think many times it's it's not so much a mental illness. It's it's a it's a de- it's a demonic ailment. So so just talk yes. about that a little bit.
0: Well, a lot of times uh, depression, rejection, a lot of the emotional things that we struggle with, bipolar, all of this can be demonic in nature. And when you see someone that's really tormented, going in the same cycles, uh, familiar spirits attacking them, the generational curses, just that really heaviness, that victim mentality, they never seem to get ahead, be positive, they're always stuck in their own rut. And what's happening is the demonic has bound them and tormented into such a degree that they think it's their behavior pattern or habit or the way that life is, and they don't understand that this is a demonic manifestation that's coming in them and through them that can be manifested out of them, and so a lot of people are. Uh, passive and complacent in spending that time before the Lord to allow the Holy Spirit to convict them and show them exactly what is coming in and tormenting them and allowing Jesus to be the deliverer, because that's what I want people to know. Jesus is the deliverer, and if we'll get in that secret place, that place of intimacy, he'll come in and expose the powers of darkness that are operating through us.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's really, really good. That's really, really good. The the things you mentioned, depression, you know, Lester Summerall had this, you know, was regression uh, all the way to possession. Now, I don't believe a a Christian can be possessed uh, by the devil uh, because a Christian is possessed by Christ. And this has been yes. one of the most controversial topics of the has, body of Christ. Has. You know, so, so, you know, but, but Christians can have demons, right? We're, we can't be possessed in, in my view, but we can, we know, I know a lot of Christians that have, that have had to go through deliverance mystery even after they were saved. So talk a little bit about that and the need for that. And, 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 and you know, what, what's your thoughts are on, on Christians and, and the need for deliverance?
0: I believe that a Christian cannot be possessed, but a Christian can be oppressed in our yes. in our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions. And I believe that what we need to do is educate the church, educate the believers, the body of Christ, because deliverance needs to come back in the church. That's why we have dissension and distraction in our church. That's why we have betrayal and offenses in our church, because our churches need deliverance. The people mm. in the pulpits, the people in the congregation we all have generational curses that we came into our relationship with Christ with and soul ties different things that have affected us and what we need to do is we need to allow the Holy Spirit to show that or maybe a deliverance minister a book something like that to reveal it to us what I tell people is if you can't really conquer your behavior patterns your thoughts your habits uh, mind seducing spirits drawing you in a different direction most likely that's a demonic oppression that's coming against your mind, that's giving you that ailment, that behavior pattern, that habit that you haven't been able to conquer, why not consider the possibility that this is a demon if maybe you've never believed a demon could be in a Christian before? They can't come into that soul, that part that's so full of the Holy Spirit, but we're a three-part being. And, or the spirit, they can't come in the spirit, but they can come in the soul and we're a three part being, and we were born into generational sin and rejection, some of you and different things like that. And so I really believe that the church has to be educated, equipped and get back to the very ministry that Christ came to display. And he came to set the captives free, He came to cast out the demons and he showed us how to do it. He modeled it. And that is the ministry that he did. And like you said earlier, Jennifer, you know, he cast out demons of a church going person and we need to. Um, Instead of avoiding this and pushing it under the rug and saying a Christian can't have a demon and just shut it down We need to go back into the scriptures We need to go back into the Gospels and look at our red-letter words and see the very Ministry that Jesus Christ came to do and bring that back into the church so we can have healthy whole
1: churches again Wow, I like that. Go back to the letters in red. What I found is 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 patterns in someone's life, like you're saying. These patterns, these behaviors. When you feel like you're hitting a wall, you could be doing everything right. You could be pressing into God, just sitting in His presence, reading the Word, praying in the Spirit, going to church, fellowshipping, even having counseling, and you can you can just keep hitting a wall, it's like you don't feel like you're growing, like the fruit of the spirit is absent yes. in some area of your life. If you're doing everything that you know to do and you cannot break through in areas of depression, you know, mind traffic, addictions, chances are there's something there that needs to be cast out. So chances are there is an oppressive force working in your soul. I believe, for example, cancer is a demon. You know, I think that yes. that we can, you know, a lot of times when when people get healed, it's not even a, a, a sickness per se. It could be a spirit of infirmity. So, you know, when, when you go to the doctor and I just went through a situation uh, where, you know, a lot of times it's witchcraft. I mean, I'm going to say two things here. I'm going to let you chime in. Uh, you know, sometimes uh, when you're sick and the doctors can find nothing wrong, it's a spirit of infirmity that needs to be cast out. Other times it's just witchcraft, which witchcraft can manifest as all kinds of sicknesses. I went through a trial where for for a year and a half I was so Just exhausted worn out. I went to the best Christian wellness doctor in the world if I called his name You know him they could find nothing wrong with me. You know what it was It was a bunch of people cursing me a bunch of people really witchcraft curses And so, you know, it doesn't mean that if you're you know, sometimes, you know, it could be a demon Sometimes it could be witchcraft curses. This is why we need the discerning of spirits because everything that looks like a sickness is or manifests as a sickness is not necessarily a sickness
0: correct and when we look at Jesus Jesus cast the spirits out and healed yes. so when we look at that word and and means and so he casts the spirits out and release healing and that's what we also need to be doing is casting out that spirit of infirmity or that spirit of witchcraft curses whatever discernment we're getting and releasing the healing I believe that's why some people say well I didn't keep my healing well you didn't keep your healing because the demonic spirit didn't get cast out that's attached to that manifestation and so we have to be extremely specific and discerning in what we're casting out here that spirit of infirmity and so i really believe that's where the education and really going back to the gospels and seeing how jesus said it and what he did is going to help us to really have people walk in freedom health and healing and what i like to say to people is if you prayed for healing for your cancer and you haven't seen that manifestation what's it going to hurt to kick out a demonic spirit of cancer you know infirmity bitterness resentment unforgiveness everything that's tied generational curses to that cancer you have nothing to lose by trying to cast it out you might have everything to gain but when it comes to the demonic people want to close the door talk about love and grace and faith and the good stuff and not admit that that might be a stronghold in their life. But what I want people to know, it's not always a stronghold that we've put in our life. It might be that witchcraft curse, that generational curse, something that's come upon us, but now we got to be responsible for what we know about the gospels. We got to identify it and cast it out so we can walk in
1: the fullness and freedom that
0: Christ came to purchase for us.
1: Yeah. Yeah. that That's so good. It, it might not be our fault at all. You know, sometimes things happen to us as children or we're exposed to things as children. We don't have a guard. We don't have You know most of the time a a deep revelation of of some of the things we know now when you're a baby when you're one years old you're two years old you can't talk you can't you know all you can do is cry you can't tell somebody what's really happening what's going on you can even have issues in your mother's womb I always teach this. you know someone you know you're you're a girl and they wanted a boy or you know so they rejected you or, or 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 they couldn't afford to have another baby so they're saying oh we wish we weren't having a baby because we can't afford this this is a burden and The baby comes out with a spirit of rejection. So I want to take the shame. Out of deliverance ministry because Christ bore our shame and yes sometimes we do things that cause us to uh, uh, you know be oppressed by an enemy sometimes we open doors but many times with people I minister to it was something that happened to them some kind of trauma and yes. the enemy came in in that moment of trauma when all the defenses were down when when someone couldn't even lift up their head when when someone was so far down you know and, and out the enemy just can't comes to take advantage so there's no shame I want to make that really clear. There's no shame in needing deliverance. We just need to get the help we need. Look, if you got a cold, you know, even if you stayed up too late, it didn't take your vitamins, and ate a poor diet, well, you're going to get cold. You're you, a cold or a flu. You're still going to go to the doctor and get the healing, the medicine, whatever it is you need. In the same way, even if it is your fault, even if you know you practice sin, even if you know that you did these things that brought this oppression to your doorstep, there's there there's no shame in Christ. You just got to go get free pick up the pieces and walk walk back in in the fullness of life God does not want us to stay bound Jesus does not want us to stay captive
0: that's right and that's why he came and that's why we have to go back and find sometimes what that root causes like you said in that mother's womb you know being a abandoned baby an orphan not wanted the word curse is spoken over you and in my book what I did is I put a chapter in there of how to timeline back And so if you've struggled with rejection for 20, 30 years, I teach how to very quickly, prophetically and discerning to go back and find where did that rejection enter? Where did that come in? And a lot of times, like you said, it is from the womb, but maybe it's from a a divorce, an accident, or I like the word you said, trauma. We do not cast out a spirit of trauma enough. We have to... realize the emotional and physical things that people go through are real it creates a paralysis spirit in them a trauma spirit in them and we need to call trauma out for what it is and I think when we even go back to the beginning of the broadcast and we're talking about some of those emotional ailments, those emotional ailments are trauma spirits that are manifesting in people and if we don't identify them and call them out as such and heal that trauma, then the people are carrying that with them instead of being delivered of it.
1: Yeah, that is that is so so good. And one thing you touched on that I want to talk a little bit more about is the issue of unforgiveness. Because yes. in my experience, when someone is holding on to unforgiveness, you know, bitterness, resentment, it's, it, it it blocks deliverance. You know, as long as you want to be bitter and unforgiving, you know, God, it, the Bible says so much about unforgiveness. God doesn't hear our prayers when we're in unforgiveness. So one of the keys to getting free. Is is forgiveness? You know, somebody might have done something terrible to you, but if you want to hold on to that, most likely you're going to hold on to the demons as well because it, it has a right. The enemy has a right to you to torment you. You know, what did Jesus say in the parable? You know, of the of the un uh, the the unforgiving servant. He refused to forgive, and what happened? He was released to the tormentor. So, if you're facing yes. torment in your life, one of the reasons why it could be possible. Listen, you might not even remember that you are unforgiving towards someone it might have happened years and years ago something may have happened that you just you shoved it down so far because it was so hurtful and all that pain is there the wounds are there the unforgiveness there it's festering and you will not break totally free. you might get measures of freedom by the renewal of your mind but you will not break totally free until you get rid of that unforgiveness and 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 when I take someone through deliverance when there's a really hard case you know I always make sure they are forgiven but when there's a hard case case where the enemy just won't leave many times I've discovered the Holy Spirit will show me they still have not forgiven someone and they'll say I've forgiven everyone but many times you the Holy Spirit just has to show them you have not and you need to And, and then at that point it becomes really easy to kick out the devil
0: I like to remind people, I said, if you had someone hurt you, offend you that you have unforgiveness with, uh, maybe as a teenager, and her name was Teresa, and then here you are 35 years old. And every time you hear that name, Teresa, you know, you just kind of go, you know, and when you do that, I try and say, is there anyone like that in your life? Because if you hear that name, or maybe it's a different ethnicity or something, and that you see a person of a, of a different race, and you're like, Oh, that reminds me of that person. I say a lot of times you still have unforgiveness for that person. So we Mm got to look at our reactions in the natural. And if we look at our reactions in the natural, it'll really help lead us to the spiritual and the emotional of who we need to forgive of how we can root out and find our own unforgiveness because I really like to encourage people before coming into deliverance and and even Jennifer, you and I do conferences all over the world before you go into those conferences you know deliverance is going to manifest when we have anointing on our lives for deliverance it's going to manifest wherever we are so before you go into a conference before you go into an event you should be having some face time with Jesus and asking the Holy Spirit Holy Spirit expose any unforgiveness in my heart come to the event with an offering in your heart come Mm. to an event with forgiveness what can it's not what am I being prepared for for the event but it's what can I bring my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to this event so that I can receive better at the event and so I encourage you just like we should be going to church prayed up and worshipped up we should be you know all have our prayer time and our worship time before we get to church on Sunday so that we can bring Jesus an offering and we can make a deposit into our churches instead of a you know withdrawal that's how we should be with our daily lives of forgiving because why because Christ forgave us it's plain simple period end of story and one of the things that I like to teach people that I minister with and to is that unforgiveness is a root cause of sickness, disease, heart disease, cancer, breast cancer, diabetes, all this sickness and disease. Yeah. And when I feel like unforgiveness or offense wants to come towards me, I just roll it off my shoulder. I'm just like, I'm just going to roll it off and let it go. Why? Two reasons. One, because I want to be around healthy for my family, my children. And the second is, is I can't preach the gospel if I'm full of sickness and disease and, you know, makes it difficult to travel. And so people can't hear the good news of Jesus Christ, his love, his grace, his hope, deliverance, healing. And so I just make a choice that I'm not going to take it in. I'm just going to let it roll off my shoulder because I want to be here with my family and I want to be effective and useful for the kingdom of God.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's so good because it is a choice. Being offended is a choice and, and and forgiveness is a choice. You know, we have a choice to make when something happens. How are we going to respond? Jesus said, turn the other cheek, walk the extra mile, give them your coat if they want your shirt. And and, and what I always say is, listen offense is often the first step to deliverance. What you're easily offended by is is, is a sign that there's something in you that, that, that needs to be worked on. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's Um, not, it's, it's not always a demon, but, but it could be a character issue. It could be a tendency when you get easily offended, there's a problem somewhere. And, and Kathy, I don't know if you've noticed this, I'm sure that you have, but there is such a spirit of offense in the body of Christ. It is just people are getting offended and social media is blowing up with all sorts of, you know, assassinations and behind the scenes. It's just crazy out there right now. This is not this is like the enemy's playground.
0: Yes, uh, it, offense has been very huge. And I love what you said is often there's something in us. And I think about Psalm 5110, in me a clean heart. And what I want people to think about is often what you're irritated by is the same thing the Lord wants to root out of you. And so if you are like, someone's controlling me, I don't like their control, I don't like their anger, I don't like this they did or this they did, Often that's something in our own heart, in our own soul that needs to be cleaned up, purged, and removed. And we start seeing things in others. So hopefully it comes back on us in Psalm 51:10. Create in me a clean heart. And so I really challenge people today that if you are irritated, a offended, frustrated with someone else to just ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, what is in me that needs to be rooted out so I can be pure, so I can be purged and I can be effective and useful for the kingdom of God?
1: Yeah, that is so good. So many times as Christians, we have this tendency to see what's wrong with everybody else. You know, oh, they've got this spirit and they've got that <laughs> spirit and they've got this character flaw. But I think if we, you know, you know, we need to 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 uh, to get the telephone pole out of our own eye before we get the speck out of our brother's eye. It's so easy to see what's wrong with everybody else. But, you know, in the season, you know, we need to be those who, who do have that heart's cry, you know, creating me a clean heart, God. And and that's a, 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 a prayer that I pray frequently, as well as I pray the prayer uh, every now and again. You know, Lord, if there's any deception on my mind, break it off because we don't know that we're deceived. That the nature of deception is we don't know we're deceived until we begin to see. You know, certain patterns, like even a blind person can, 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 can recognize certain patterns. You know, even a clock is right twice a day. So when you begin to see, Hey, there's something going on here. That might be a sign that there's a manifestation of darkness. We're talking with Kathy DeGraw, discerning and destroying the works of Satan. Destiny image put out this book. It's on Amazon. It's on Barnes and Noble. Kathy, do you have a website where you also sell the, the book directly? If they want uh- it like autographed.
0: Yes, I sell it at
1: org. Amen. So go check that out. You know the uh, the manifestations of of darkness. We we sort of talked about that. You know, some people are scared of deliverance. They're scared. They're gonna they're gonna manifest and, and hit their head or levitate or the heads are gonna spin around like The Exorcist. Um, you know, let, let's just kind of try to calm people down in that regard. It's not. You know. Yes, yeah, sometimes there's. There are manifestations, but, you know, it, 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 it doesn't have to be a scary thing. The way that we do deliverance, it's, it's not a scary thing. Uh, you know, it, it, God doesn't want you to be afraid of, of, of deliverance. So how do we make people feel more comfortable about, about going through this process if they need deliverance? How do we make them, you know, not so afraid of what might happen? Well, I think you
0: got to ask yourself, ultimately, do you want to live with the demons that you have, or are you willing to go through the deliverance process? And we've heard these stories from the exorcists and, and what some people have done. And when Jesus cast out spirits with love, power, and authority, and I think when you find a, a true deliverance minister, you're going to find that love, power, and authority releasing. I know a lot of people don't like to go to the altar, and you might see one person really heavily manifesting uh, in the demonic, but it doesn't mean a second person is going to happen that way. I always tell people, what are your expectations? Are your expectations that Jesus Christ came to do this and he can easily do it? Uh, Jesus is a deliverer. And so that's what we got to look at. We have to take our eyes off a a form or a practice and know that, you know, we're doing it just to release the love and power of God into you and the demons sometimes they've tormented some people maybe you've seen a friend or a parent be tormented it doesn't mean it's going to torment you but even if there is a little bit of resistance or a little bit of uncomfortableness I tell people aren't you more uncomfortable living with those demons in your body than you will be for a few minutes having to you know, go through a deliverance process. And a lot of people will be like, well, I'm embarrassed or my pastor's here or, you know, whatever their excuses are. But you know what, most times your pastor already knows the demons you've had, you've already been kind of showing those character traits in church. And you just have to take that step and say, it doesn't have to be this big blown out production. It doesn't have to be a Bible shoved in your face or a cross shoved in your throat, like Mm. some exorcists do it. It doesn't have to be like that. You know, it can be as simple as just releasing the love and power of God. Uh, When people walk in their authority, they can speak firmly and just grab that demon out. And you are going to feel so free and so light and the joy that's going to come up not having to live with this entity plaguing you anymore is going to be worth anything. But I don't want you to think it's like the movies or the documentaries portray it. It does not have to be like that. Is there an occasion? Yeah, there is. But even so, it's so worth it for the end result.
1: Yeah, that's really good. And you know, the enemy will do anything he can to keep you from pursuing deliverance. We had a uh, a woman, we did, a, did our mass deliverance service at the Awakening House of Prayer in South Florida. And um, you can still watch that at ahop.tv. Uh, but we had an elderly woman And uh, her mother brought her, and she uh, did not speak English, uh, but she began to. So she couldn't understand a word I was saying. I was up there. I was, I was just doing mass deliverance. I was calling things out. I was breaking and binding. I was saying, you know, Lord was showing me what to, to, to call out and I was calling it out. People online were getting delivered. People, people there. This lady couldn't understand a word I was saying, but she began because the, you know, demons mm-hmm. understand every language. She began to just, ah, I mean, really start to manifest. And I'm like, get me an usher now. I didn't know she didn't speak English, uh, but I was, I was coming against Um, I can't remember what it was but she began to manifest and then she began to say in Spanish to one of our girls I can't stay. I'm tired. I had, she calmed down. She goes, I can't stay now. I'm tired. I, I, I've got to go home. And then she said that the spirit is telling me I have to go home. And I saw the spirit of death on her and we were, we were able to, 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 to cast it out by, you know, speaking her in Spanish and leading her through that, that, that process of renouncing, repenting, you know, forgiving anybody. Uh, but, but the, the, the point is, is that, you know, the, this the anointing will cause demons to manifest. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke. But she she wasn't embarrassed. She wasn't scared. She'd been prepared. Uh, so even if you do see manifestations, you know, but the other side of it is listen, listen, the other side of it is this. Some people look for manifestations. And if someone's not vomiting in a bucket or screaming tried. and flailing, they think, well, they didn't get delivered. And that is another fallacy about deliverance. You know, you don't have to, there doesn't have to be a strong manifestation for for a devil to flee. And so you have one side of people who are scared. You have the other side, you know, if someone's not puking in a bucket, they've not been delivered. So I think what we need, Kathy, is is a real balance and a real understanding that, you know, no two deliverances necessarily are exactly alike. God can do it however he wants to do it.
0: That's right. And that's what people have to realize about deliverance. It's not a cookie cutter format. It's not the same. And when you have an anointing or breakers anointing, the demons are just going to manifest out. And I think it goes back to expectation. I, I remembered, I delivered a man once and I said, how are you feeling now? And he goes, I don't feel like anything happened. And I said, why not? He goes, because last time I got delivered, I vomited. And Ah. I'm like, it doesn't have to be like that. Where is your expectation? And our expectation is we see a supernatural God, miracles, signs, and wonders will follow those who believe. And God has anointed people for deliverance to be able to go in and break that bondage and root out that demon. And it doesn't have to be phlegm, spit up, vomiting. Are there those cases? Sure, but don't expect that because Jesus, if we look again in the Gospels, he didn't have a lot of vomiting and spit up and different things like that. And so we got to be careful of the manifestations that we're expecting. And I think that's why we also get that fear of, I'm not going to the altar. I'm not going to have deliverance because people don't want to have those kinds of manifestations. You know, when you're in apostolic ministry, when you have a deliverance anointing and the Holy Spirit, we can just decree and declare flare out as we're preaching and the demons can flee. We don't have to even, you know, have the altar ministry because when the power of the Holy Spirit goes forth, the glory of the Lord comes down, people can just get instantly delivered. And that's where we need to put our expectations of how easy Jesus can make this for us instead of resisting it and saying how hard it's going to be.
1: Yeah, that's that's really good. We we just have to trust the Lord with everything and, and we've got to understand that He is the deliverer and He does use people uh to minister deliverance because you know He's physically not here, but he's on the inside of us and, and it's nothing to be afraid of. It's something we should welcome. You know, the Bible talks about going from glory to glory. You know, there's different all kinds of different theories on deliverance. Some people say you have to go through deliverance seven times, some people say that. You know, you, you get it all in the first. I, I don't want to argue all that. What I want to say is that we need to see more deliverance ministry in the body of Christ. So I'm grateful about this, this book that you put out. We, you know, there's a number of books out there on deliverance. We need more books on deliverance. Kathy, is there anything else you want to share uh, that you want to share about the book or that you want to share about deliverance that I haven't brought up? I sort of want to give you a, a, just sort of an open floor to just, you know, share anything else that you want to, that you want to get into
0: awesome thank you well my book discerning and destroying the works of satan was written from two different aspects and one aspect was receiving deliverance for yourself and the other aspect was giving deliverance. How do I form a ministry? How do I do a prayer session? But also I cover in there 10 of the hot topics, you know, rejection and control and lust, different things like that. And I give practical life applications of how can I get delivered in these areas? Because we wanna walk in our full freedom. And so as you come into learning how just in the simplicity of receive that deliverance, then you're going to be able to help someone maybe talk it through in a coffee shop, a Bible study, even just in everyday life as you're seeing people. And so I like the short snippets that we put in there of, you know, some of the top 10 things, passivity and how that destroys our Christian walk and our prophetic destiny and then giving the practical applications to how do I start this deliverance ministry from A to Z. We've included deliverance forms and legal waivers and follow-up sessions, a lot of that kind of stuff, and just to really annihilate him in the prayer life of our lives and even i wrote a special chapter in here is how do we keep the doors closed to the enemy after we received our deliverance what are the roadblocks of deliverance and how do we stay spiritually strong so i took all aspects of this and everything that we've talked about you know and brought that together in this book to really empower i want to empowered and I want you set free. You know, Jesus said to cast out the demons. He also said to go out and make disciples. And so we need to be equipping deliverance ministries, people for deliverance, to take it into the church, to take it into the streets, to take it into the nations. And so that's where my passion is. I take that seriously that he said, make disciples. And so in this book, I've written step by step instructions. It doesn't just educate you, it tells you. How do I do this? How can I go and apply this
1: to my life? Wow, 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 that is awesome. That is awesome. We need more books like that. I love that it covers both sides of the game, I've got my copy. You guys need to get your copy uh if, you know even if you have five other books on deliverance, you know there's classic books on deliverance. you know there's another book by another author recently that came out that's done very well. Why are these books doing so well because there's a need for them. Look, I'm of the opinion that if you want to study something. You need to study it. You need to get, you know several books on it, get it Get it from different angles. You know, Kenneth Hagin is the father of the Word of Faith movement, was the father of the Word of Faith movement. But then you got Kenneth Copeland, Jerry Savelle, Jesse Duclos, all these others who had different angles, different ways of disseminating information, different revelations. And so you need to not just, yes. well, I've re- I've re- I I've read a deliverance book. I've got one book in my library. No, you need to get several books. You need to get books by credible authors. Destiny Image, a great publisher. Kathy has a real revelation on this. You need, if you're serious about this press Into it. Don't just, you know, just, you know, I read a book 10 years ago. No, there's present truth on deliverance. There's a progressive revelation on deliverance. Yeah, there's some things that are, are just standard basic. It is what it is. But there's, there's new, uh, new approaches from the sense of, of, you know, like, for example, the Sozo movement, that's a whole nother movement. So study all of these things, you know, get equipped, understand uh, what you're dealing with. Um, you know, Kathy, I want to give you an opportunity to pray for the people before we, before we jump off and, and I'll do a closing, uh, close out and remind everybody about your book again. But, but just pray for, for those, however you feel led. Amen. Amen. So Father
0: God, I thank you right now in the name of Jesus, that you will give people insight, divine insight, Holy Spirit, that you will come through and you will show them every area of their life that needs to be rooted out and purged out. Holy Spirit, I ask that you send conviction into these people to seek the deliverance that they need, to seek the deliverance that you want them to have. I decree and I declare that they will be obedient to what you release to them, that they will go forth in discipline and seek you, Father God, so that they can get their freedom, their deliverance. I speak and I declare that they will have prosperity in the revelation of this book, of the scriptures of deliverance, that every good and perfect thing that Jesus Christ came to purchase for them will be manifested in their life. I bind and I restrict the demonic from blocking the revelation while reading this book. And I say it will not prevail. I call forth the spirit of revelation and wisdom, counsel, and might as they obtain the scriptures and the gospels on deliverance, as they read those red letter words, Holy Spirit, that you would be their teacher, that you would be their instructor and anyone that is running from a deliverance session that's been trying to get that deliverance, but the enemy has been tormenting them. I just bind that spirit of torment. I call them into obedience in the name of Jesus Christ. And I say that deliverance will come forth in their life in Jesus. Jesus Christ's name. Anyone that is running and avoiding a deliverance calling for fear of being different, fear of uh, being radical, fear of just the uncomfortableness of a deliverance calling or a deliverance ministry, I call forth their full prophetic destiny, everything good and perfect that the Holy Spirit has for them. I speak and I declare that they will move into a place of obedience. Holy Spirit, that you will be their teacher. You will show them what books to read, what books not to read, that you will give them divine, revelation of their scriptures so that we can raise up an army of of intercessors that are going to go forth and do deliverance ministry and father god i pray that you would just convict them of their uh lack of prayer life any intercession unction that they need to combat that spiritual warfare and i i just really believe i have a word for somebody for probably several somebody's. is you you've got so much spiritual warfare going on in your life but you're not interceding you're not Interceding. You're not decreeing, declaring. You're not binding and restricting that spiritual realm. And if you think you can get your deliverance or walk into a deliverance ministry with a prayerlessness knife, you can't. You have to be prayerful. You have to be mindful. You have to be purposeful and intentional. And that's what God wants you to know that when you pray, your words hit a prophetic target, but they can't hit that target if you don't pray. What you speak out, your words are prophetically assigned. And some of you need to stop talking about your warfare and you need to start interceding for your warfare. You need to start taking authority over your warfare and not just having someone else pray for you, not just telling your problems someone else, but you got to take ownership and responsibility because Jesus said, I gave you authority. So Father God, whoever that word is for right now, I ask that you just send conviction that the intercessors would arise, that the prayer people would arise and that they would combat the attacks of the enemy. And I just speak and I declare to your minds that your minds would be free lacking nothing lacking nothing and be so full of the spirit of the god that the enemy can't even come in that soul in that mind and torment you anymore in jesus name amen hallelujah amen
1: amen amen that's a powerful prayer some of you need to go back and listen to that prayer. Again, some of you that are just joining need to go back and listen to this whole broadcast again. Those of you who registered on Eventbrite are going to get a special blessing. So if you've not registered on Eventbrite and you just happen to be watching this live, go back now and register at jenniferleclair.eventbrite.com because you're going to get a replay and you're going to get a special bonus from me. I want to remind you that you can go to ahop.tv and watch the mass deliverance service. You can go to ahop.u, I'm sorry, ahopu.org, and you can get in on the live deliverance training. Most of all, be sure you pick up a copy of Kathy DeGraw's book, Destroying the Works, Discerning and Destroying the Works of Satan, Your Deliverance Guide to Total Freedom. Get equipped. All of these resources will help you go higher, go deeper. Some of it might set you free. Some of you may be going into deliverance ministry as a minister and you need to get delivered yourself before you go and tackle the works of darkness. So it is going to be uh, a season where many, many, many deliverance ministers are going to be needed. Get equipped. Do what God's called you to do. Don't be afraid. And Kathy, thank you, thank you, thank you for taking this time. I know your time's valuable. I look forward to doing more stuff with you in the future. Uh, God bless you and have a great day. Thank you, Jennifer. Bless your ministry. Thank you. Bless you. Thanks for listening to this podcast. You can visit me online at jenniferleclair.org or sow into Operation Liberation, our missions arm, at jenniferleclair.org slash missions. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast
0: Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN,